breast milk science. It's a thing, and it's our thing. We're Byheart. We're an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super, super food on the planet, breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins found in breast milk. We're the first and only U.S.-made formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We make our formula in our own factories in Iowa, Oregon, and Pennsylvania, using a small batch manufacturing process that works to preserve the integrity of our ingredients. We ran the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in 25 years and clinically proved benefits like easier digestion, less gas, and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. We were the first infant formula company to earn the Clean Label Project Purity Award. And while we've put a lot into Byheart, there's a long list of things you won't see on our ingredient list, like no corn syrup, no maltodextrin, no GMO ingredients, no soy, no palm oil. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. So, um... Do you wash your hands? Yeah, yeah I just took a shower. So he touched his whole body with his hands like minutes ago. <laughs> Probably washed his ass. Please don't tell me your ass is clean. You guys don't drink, which is good. No, I drink. Do you want a drink? Yeah. Oh. Big time. Fucking love that feeling. I love that feeling. I love that feeling. I <laughs> yeah. love that feeling. I love that feeling. Tang Greg, I was thinking about you in the shower today and I thought, whoa. I thought, <laughs> I thought you quit drinking at an early age. You've had a great career. Do you ever think, do you ever think sometimes sliding doors, what if I hadn't quit drinking? Maybe I would have gone next level, died a little early, but died a legend like Bitch Ed Burton. Yeah. Um, I never think that way. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Let me tell you what way he does think. He's going to start drinking soon. No! No, at 65. Wait, how long do we have to wait? I have a fucking highball every day at 5 o'clock, wine at dinner. He's coming out of retirement. Yeah, 65. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the best news I've heard all year. That's fucking awesome. I'd like you to be there if you're free. Whoa. April 5th, 2034. Uh, yeah, Not sure I'll be drinking then. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be drinking that. I can feel the, I can feel it catching up to me. There's a moment, it happened with Artie Lang when he was doing heroin, and you were like, oh, this is isn't this isn't funny anymore. It slows you down. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, like when he'd fall asleep on Stern and yeah, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You, you'd laugh at first and get you'd be like, get back to the funny heroin. Yeah, get back yeah, to the funny. Yeah. What do you want to drink? Do you want whiskey? Uh sure. Do you want your, to your, your bottles are all empty, Bert? <laughs> yeah, well, that's how a drinker's <laughs> bar looks. <laughs> Uh, you should have a casino on the, on the border. God, this is the best fucking feeling. Yeah. Oh, you, are you going to plan a day, or are you just going to just one day just go fuck it? Um, no, it's going to be it's going to be in Florida. Oh, what a great place to yeah, fall off the yeah, wagon! Yeah, yeah. What a great I got to be there. I want to be Florida man that day. Oh. I want to qualify for Florida man. Flip flops. Meanwhile, Florida sees you coming up with like, what else is new? <laughs> We're in Florida. We're Just Florida. alcohol? Yeah. We're in Florida next week. Yeah. Together. Me and you, Bert. We, we were should gonna, scout. We're we gonna should have scout. So much, I'm yeah. telling you, you know, it, I, I'm the lucky one in this scenario because for a very long time, do you remember when I asked you if you would uh, direct my special a long time ago? Yes. You said $5,000. What a fucking steal. Now that I know uh, that. Back then I didn't have $5,000. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Now, well, yeah, I'll give you a six. You just got that for holding up that bottle. Yeah, cheers, <laughs> cheers to Greg falling off the wagon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't fucking wait. I it's can't. Be sweet. You should throw 
a big fart party. Oh, this is the best right here. I mean, the first night out, you can't you can't go easy. That it's got to nice. be. It's got to end in vomiting, a fist fight, a stolen ATM machine. You're um, as a man who's been on and off the wagon a lot. I, it needs to be a slumber party. Yeah. You need to wake up with friends. You uh -huh. need to wake up with support team to get you to keep drinking. Because <laughs> you're, you're initially going to want to say, you're going to want to say, that was a mistake because yeah. you're going to feel really bad. Right. You have no idea how bad your body's going to feel that next day. You don't, yeah. you, 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 your muscle memory is gone. So with AA, it's, it's, it's group support to stay sober. And what you're saying is group support to stay drunk. Yep. Because... Obviously. Because, hold on, because, you know, drinking's one thing. The things around drinking are fucking phenomenal. And that is what, you're, if you do it by yourself, you're not going to have that. One of the best things that you don't get as someone who's sober is the next morning, morning hungover recap of the night. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. much fucking right. fun. I missed those. Oh, yeah, we, everyone's sitting there, and someone, it sort of starts with someone going, yeah. hit a dog piss in everyone's mouth, and everyone starts laughing. They're like, shut the fuck up. I'm like... <laughs> Hey, uh, did Manzi make it back to the bus last night? And they're like, who is the fucking girl he was talking to? And yeah. that that moment, yeah. that energy, that hungover, someone goes, yeah. do you want a coffee? And now your blood sugar's low, coffee's up, you're fucking, everyone's laughing, and you're like, and that by yourself is hard to deal with. But when you have a group around, you had a slumber party, we'll get Rogan, yeah. we'll be there, Mike's gonna be there, oh, I'll be course. there. Right, right. We'll get some hard hitters. Yeah. Get Colin Quinn to fall off the wagon. Ooh. Yeah, and right, and then get a tell to fall off the, you should plan an off the wagon show. You should send out a save the date. Yeah. You should, you should, you should, you should. <laughs> save the two days, the day yeah. after as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th that you that next day that next party and, the, yeah. and then yeah, go get lunch and then hair of the dog at oh, lunch yeah. like a bloody mary or a margarita uh -huh. yeah I'm so excited what Jesus oh hey guys new episode of something's burning <laughs> <laughs> are, are we done yeah no, yeah <laughs> Mike Gibbons Greg Fitzsimmons they have a great podcast called the Sunday Morning Papers it's fucking awesome just the Sunday papers the Sunday papers but uh, they're the the two funniest guys I know without a doubt. The two funniest guys. Wow! I wow! That's yeah. Nice. Wait. Today, uh, I made this for you guys because you're both Irish. Oh. Uh, <laughs> corned beef sandwiches. No. Uh, like Rubens. We got a we got a, we got a Reuben and a Darcy. A Darcy. Rachel. A Reuben and a Rachel. Yeah. Reuben and a Rachel. Who the hell's Darcy? I don't know. I, I wouldn't need a sandwich. That's Darcy. Darcy. That's Darcy. Darcy. That's, that's, that's like a girl you meet at closing time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm also making these. I've always wanted to make these. They're like spiral tomatoes, potatoes. All right. So they're like fanned out. They'll have garlic and butter and cheese and a little, little, little one-biters. I want to see yeah. how it's cut. I want to see how you cut them. Don't yeah. know if I'm going to be able to do it the way I think I'm going to do it, but we'll see. What would be smart is if I cut them in half and then let's see what that, let's see what that looks like. So, um... Do you wash your hands? Yeah, yeah, I just took a shower. <laughs> so he touched his whole body with his hands like minutes ago. <laughs> Probably washed his ass. Please don't tell me your ass is clean. <laughs> the dirtiest thing's out of a shower are your fucking hands. Yeah, right, right. Balls are clean. Yeah, don't worry, Greg. My balls are clean. My ass is clean. Where there once was shit caked in my crack. No more. I took a shower. <laughs> Just don't touch it. Oh, I gotta wash my hands. 
<laughs> yeah, please. Please. <laughs> you clean it till you don't see anything. Okay. Yeah, everything. By your feet too, you fuck. Don't you do that in the order? Don't you always do asshole last? And then a hair and then a hair wash after that to get the shit. Oh, get the shit out of your oh. fingers. Oh, I got my whole body in now. Hold on, it's like you fit. Don't worry, I got you covered. Oh, yeah. oh, what a dirty Dude. man. My dad doesn't laugh like this. Like, you ever think about, like, I picked the greatest job in the world. Like, no one laughs like this. Oh, no yeah. one gets like, No, you'd be fired. Can I show you the funniest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life? Have you seen the kid who fell off stage telling doing stand-up? No. no. Oh my God. This is the funniest I, I thing you'll it. ever fucking see. Hold on. Oh, I gotta. Oh, I just. <laughs> I gotta find out his name. His name is. What's his name? Doug Stanhope? No. <laughs> Austin Black. Oh my God. This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Who are the famous people that were singing that fell off stage? There's a, Kelsey Grammer has a very Oh, yeah, bad Kelsey Grammer was one. great. Yeah. I think Madonna takes a face plan at one point and then keeps singing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get ready for this. This is... I can't see anything. <laughs> uh, agree and continue? Is that... Accept my cookies? Yeah. Um, okay. Mother's millionaire. Okay, you ready? I really weird. want you to enjoy this. <clears throat> Hang. Escapades, as I let you know, like having a little adventures with some freaky Chicago the girls. And I've come to the Chicago. realization, I've been talking to one, that I don't think pegging is necessarily that gay. <laughs> that was like it was time. It was. It, it, is it not perfect? Oh, that's a high stage. I don't think, that's like I don't think pegging stage. is necessarily that gay. Whoa! <laughs> Falls right into it a guy's does. asshole. God, that fucking killed me. I laughed so hard watching uh, that. Oh my God. Jesus. That's amazing. That is, I DM'd the kid. Oh, oh did great. you? And I said, he said, hey man, let me open for you. I promise I won't fall off stage. I go, no, no, you're falling off stage. <laughs> you're falling off stage 10 times. Every punchline is yeah. you getting, I mean, how funny would it be if he gets back up and he's like, whoa, I just, I don't think Peggy's that gay. Anyway, guys, talking <laughs> to this guy about the Holocaust the other day, I think those numbers are a little high. <laughs> Everything, yeah. he just keeps getting yeah. up stage. It changes his mind every time. Okay, pegging's gay. Pegging's gay. Pegging's gay. Pegging's gay. The Holocaust is real. The Holocaust is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I went to a Black Lives Matters protest the other day, and everyone's like watching him. He's like, oh, that fucking kid. That made me laugh so hard. You ever get attacked on stage? Anybody ever come after you? No, I had a guy rush the stage and steal my beer once. Oh, really? Yeah, this isn't working the way I thought it was going to work. We're going to do full potatoes. Um, it's like an armadillo. Yeah, it's like an armadillo. I don't know how this You realize going. Irish Irish wives have never done this with a potato. They're drunk. They throw it in the pot. They boil it. This is so fucking... Nice. Wait, what did you just say? You're overestimating the uh, cooking prowess of Irish women. The pre... I, they're... Irish cooking has no prep cooking. 
Yeah. It's everything in a pot. Yeah. Do you ever do Ireland much? I'm doing it this summer. Ooh, that's too deep. You doing uh, it this summer? Yeah, in August I'll be, well, I'm going on vacation there, but I'm going to set up a couple dates while I'm there, which my wife loves. Oh, really? Really enjoys when we go on vacation, <laughs> and then I tell her I'm doing some dates. Um, I'm with, a citizen there now, and I, my grandfather was born there, so it's, it's this benefit, that this perk they give. So I signed up to do it, and then the woman goes, all right, normally now, all your paperwork's in, it takes about two months, but everybody in England who can do this is doing it, so it's going to take like a year. Because it, of Brexit. Because... Uh, well, Brexit, um, you know what? Because England was leaving the EU, and everyone that could do it who was British is like, fuck this, i got to become an Irish citizen. Um, I... Don't really care. I don't care about politics. Don O'Rollins said to me one time, it's because you're white and you don't have to. Mm. And I was like, I don't know if that's it. And then I was like, oh, that's it. Because I didn't give a shit about Brexit until I had to travel into England through Europe. And I was like, oh, this is fucking horseshit. It's funny. I don't really care about politics until it affects you. And I guess I don't have anything that affects me. <laughs> you know? Well, you had a lot of guys move to Texas because they're making a lot of money and they don't want to pay it here in California. Uh, I think that's my obligation as a citizen to pay the taxes. Yeah. It's funny. I don't have, I don't have a problem paying taxes. Same. I, I don't have, a, it's never bothered me. Yeah. But my dad is hardcore liberal. And when I was a kid, I remember saying something about it and he was buddy, buddy. That's what we do. Our taxes help people, it helps everyone. That's what we do. Yeah. It's part yeah. Of and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, my family was very political. My dad was in radio, and he had a, a AM show back when AM was king before FM. He was a big that. radio personality in New York. Yeah, but he was very that. politically taught. He was a kind of a bleeding heart liberal, and Mayor Koch used to call in every day. And Koch was Koch was the fucking best. He was Koch right? was great, but he was he skewed Why? more to the right. We didn't than, know. I thought he was gay. Koch? Yeah. yeah. There's oh. big rumors about that. Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Really? Um, Koch, though, was such... It was great having was my such a New day? Yorker as... <laughs> Wait, did you, when were you living in New York? Were you? Did you guys both move to... You went to college together, right? Yeah. Both and, went to Boston University, but we're both from New York. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. Wait, where are you from in New York? Me? Yeah. My dad was on the Upper East Side, and then I grew up uh, with my mom right outside in Westchester in this little town called Eastchester, which everyone affectionately calls Greasechester because it's all Italian. Yeah. Dude, I, I was miss, the only... I miss that. I miss that, like, old-school racism that didn't yeah, hurt. Yeah, Dude, I was... No, no, we had Little League games where the where the dads were taking off rings because they were going to get in fights. The whole thing. <laughs> and But I was the only kid who grew up every night. No joke. I would pray to be shorter. I was the only kid... I think the only boy in story like that because... For real. These fucking Italians were short... And fucking tan yeah. and cool. And Italians were fucking killing it when I was in school. God. Saturday Night Fever. Um, welcome Rocky, back, Cotter. Rocky, welcome back, Welcome Cotter. back, Cotter was a yeah. big one. Yeah. Fucking everything. They were destroying it. They were the yeah. coolest people on the planet. Can I right. tell you, there was a guy with cerebral palsy that played, uh, that hung out at the baseball park. And I didn't know he had cerebral palsy. That's two people, by the way, in my life that I did not know had cerebral palsy. <laughs> And I, I wanted to have his limp because I thought it was cool as shit the way he walked. Swagger. And so I would, I would walk like that. And one day my dad's like, the fuck's wrong with your leg? And I go, nothing. And he goes, you imitating the fucking cripple kid? And I was like, no. And he goes, yeah, you are. You've seen him fucking walk normal. Walk goddamn normal. And I was like, yeah. I, but he was cool as shit. <laughs> he also loved the uh, bald kid with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> loved his haircut. 
It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. You could just, you know, um, I think I melted butter. So I'm going to melt butter. Here's what I'm going to do. Melt butter, little garlic, little salt, little pepper. I'm going to fan those on that. And then I'm going to put them in the oven for about 20 minutes. About 20 minutes. I'm going to do it for about 20 minutes. And then they're going to brown up really nice. And then I'm going to make a coleslaw that will go on our Rachel and our Reuben. I got the meat is probably in the fridge in there. Do you have any dietary? I should have asked that at the beginning. No, we were already Zero. asked. We were asked. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing how focused you are given, and I know you probably don't feel that way, but given what you're, everything you're juggling, but this is, because ADD, this yeah. is how I, at this exact same rate, when I'm alone. And yeah. also the amount of times, I don't know if it's the same for you, we're both ADD. A little oil. A little oil on there. Do I put it in the butter or just on the thing? No, no, no. I'm so I'm so ADD. I can't even do this alone. This is my worst nightmare. The I amount of times cooking. I have to look at a recipe when I'm cooking, you'd yeah. think each time I'm changing direction. Yeah. This is the way I look at recipes. It's just a guideline to go that direction. Because you can't ever put too much mayonnaise on things. Right. Yeah. Take that back. I did that with salmon one time. I think that way, and then, and then I think, but what if I honed one where I'm like, no, kind of like a drink, where yeah. you're like, should it be three to one, two to one, what oh. about like, oh. and then I get it exactly right, and people are like, yeah, it's ish. I'm like, no, it's not ish. I spent a lot of time, yeah. and I'm giving you the secret. Here's the here's the written secret. I um I don't think you can put too much alcohol in a drink. Right. Um I I love when people like measure it, and they're like. They go one jigger, yeah. another, and then you're like. I think it's jigro now. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be. I appreciate you opening my eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I think you're right. Why don't I just put these inside here? There like you go. There you know? it is. Shortcut. <laughs> can't have too much on there. Can't have too much. All right. Those nice clean fingernails. You got those too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah everything's clean. Yeah, I right. promise. How I do you promise. think you got the skin off his body and torso? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do other people think you're funny? Like when people don't know you, do yeah. they think you're funny? Because Greg and I are straight comedians. You are a writer, director, producer, showrunner. Like when other people meet yeah. you that don't know you're in the business, like like they go, do they go? You're like the funniest dude I've ever met. You should do comedy. Well, I'm a little. Sometimes they like I'm a little looser around you, around comedians. <clears throat> I kind of like probably appear a little more. Uh, less funny and serious just because I'm res like kind of respectful and I know everyone's funny, you know what I mean? But like in an interview, I kind of know that like, my job is, oh, you should, you should, and I do this often, like don't leave out the funny. Like usually it's like that's assumed, even like in pitches, I'll be like, it'll be loaded with jokes. Like, you know, yeah. like on Comedy Central, the thing on Tosh was like, I just wanted to break the record for most jokes a half hour. Like that's what we set out. And so I'm like, Kind of then I go, with any new show, I'm like, oh, don't worry, the jokes will be there. I'm just giving you the important things, you know? The, yeah. The situation of the comedy rather than hitting you with a million jokes. Can you but, read, can, can you, I'm sorry to cut you off, Greg. Can you please. It's all right, Adam. <laughs> can you please retell, and, and you, you don't have to tell it perfectly, but the best of your recollection, what it was like selling a TV show with Brody Stevens oh, and, with, and wow. Zach. Oh, yeah. It's, this is one of my, this is one of the hardest I've ever laughed. Um, just to put it in perspective, and, I, and I, I can't believe there'd be anyone watching this that doesn't know Brody, but Brody Stevens was a very, well, I guess it's weird to call him eccentric now because he did kill himself, but he was a very no, eccentric. No, it's not at all, yeah. He it, was a very eccentric, fun, fucking hilarious dude who you couldn't tell he was almost always on 
Yeah. And and he is he was just he lived by he lived right by me. We, yeah. And so one of my favorite memories is I'm walking across the street from Gelson's over to Starbucks, and he's at Starbucks, and he's waiting on the corner. And Georgia, my oldest daughter, sees him and goes, "Dad, Brody Stevens." <laughs> In this cadence. Georgia, still playing softball, are you? He just... Yeah, but he was on and funny, but mixed with a guy who was deeply caring yes. and sensitive. That's yes. what made it special. Deeply caring, deeply sensitive. And you couldn't tell what was a bit... I remember him going on Rogan and going, Joe, I'm 80% gay. Oh, yeah. 80%. And then he, and it, was, and it would and change. It, and it would change. You go, yes. probably 70 the other day. But when I was in Thailand, I was 90% gay. I was 90% yeah, yeah, yeah. gay. He was so fucking funny, yeah, but right. at the same time, troubled. Obviously troubled, oh, yeah, but yeah. but but he. So Zach, I'm I'm only setting the scene for someone that doesn't know. Zach Galifianakis loved Brody. Oh loved yeah, Brody, loved Brody. Uh, and Zach had just gotten a pop, and he would he was he basically could sell anything. Right. So he decided to make a documentary with you about yeah. Brody Stevens called Enjoy It. Right. And it went on. HBO went to HBO, right? HBO first, which I, I really loved those because those were HBO is everything they say. Like they they're like not notes, gentle suggestions. They're usually really good suggestions. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but back to the the start of their relationship, Zach and Brody, when they were nobodies, would hang out, and Zach would just be amazed. Like they were sitting around once. Zach told the story, and like all of a sudden, a promo came on for Margaret Cho's new sitcom. And uh, Brody just go, why me no have no show? (laughs) (laughs) And that's why Zach fell in love with him. Like, they were not trying to be funny. They were just hanging out. And uh, so, yeah, so Zach got a meeting at HBO and he goes, the idea is, well, at least I said this. This would seem very egotistical to Zach. I go, the idea is, is, who does Zach Galifianakis think is the funniest guy that no one's heard of. Yeah. And I would watch that show. It's kind of like, uh, I've forgotten the guy's name, Gervais had that show, Idiot Abroad. Uh, uh, Carl Pilkington. Carl, jeez. Carl Pilkington. So that was a good analogy. Like, in other words, uh, like, there's something so peculiar about this person yeah. that a famous, you know, funny guy thinks it's hysterical. So anyway, but we're at HBO, and we're going to go pitch this show. It's basically a, a documentary following Brody around. And Zach and I are in the lobby, and Brody's late. And all of a sudden, we start. I'm like, no. And you start hearing a tambourine in the lobby of HBO. And you're just like, that's not happening. And then he just rounds the corner playing it. And we're like, you don't bring a tambourine to an HBO pitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's a USA Network pitch. Oh. And he, as we all know, because he would show you footage, Played drums. He loved drums and any percussion, tambourine as well, while driving. Yes. So he just decided to bring it. Yes, bring it into the meeting. He sidebar, sidebar. One time I was walking through the parking lot of that same Starbucks, and Brody was in his car playing drums on the on the dashboard on the on the driver's steering wheel. Yeah. And I walked up. I said, Brody, what you doing? He goes, Uber, waiting for my ride. <laughs> He was driving Uber, playing drums, and he was picking someone up to drive them, and he was playing drums. Uber, waiting for my ride. Are you Brenda? I'm in. Here we go. Five stars, please. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm getting in. Yeah. Yeah. So we, anyway, uh, so much happened, but when we're in the pitch, uh, he's there, and uh, he's like, uh, some, they started to talk, like, you know, like, glad you guys are here and all this, and he just interrupted them and goes, this is why we're here. HBO gets it. And 
we're like, and what HBO must have been thinking, like, yeah, we followed The Sopranos with The Wire, we get it. And, yeah. and now we have Game of Thrones, yeah, we, we, we get it. And he was just this crazy character, and anyway, the pitch goes on, Brody keeps interrupting because he can't help himself with a million different things, and he would then say his ideas, which were bonkers. Like, oh, I gotta remember some. Like, someone's like, Oh, I forget what they like jumping the jumping the Irwin. He wanted to jump Fonzie instead of jumping the shark. Yeah, he wanted to jump Fonzie and get uh, Henry Winkler. Sorry, Henry Winkler in a parking lot, and he wanted to ride a motorcycle. Anyway, there was a million ideas like that that failed just as uh, they did right now. And so anyway, in the meeting, HBO sees what's going on. They want to do a show with Zach. They know it's going to be pretty inexpensive, so they're going to green light it no matter what. They pick it up, and Zach literally, as soon as they picked it up, goes, did you hear a word we just fucking said? Like, <laughs> how are you picking this up? My favorite part of this meeting is Zach goes, Brody, top five oh. streets in top five streets in, in LA. And he goes, Santa Coy. Yes, again. <laughs> Whenever things got whenever things got slow, he'd just be like, top five streets, Brody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so... Oh. La Cienega. God, I'm forgetting a lot of that. It's good to bring it up. Is this celery seed? I think I put the celery seed in. Celery seed, this is how you make Dijon, two tablespoons, apple cider vinegars in, uh, mayonnaise, fresh ground pepper. This is how you make... Uh, have you ever made your own coleslaw? No. What's great about making your own coleslaw is that you get to pick what you, it tastes like. Yeah. You know when you go to someone's coleslaw and you're yeah. like, oh, this coleslaw sucks. When you make your own, you're like, oh, I like sugar. Yeah. Like, I like sugar in my coleslaw. <laughs> Le Leanne's family. Leanne's family is redneck, and so all the recipes are based off of shit you could get at a Circle K. So you get a recipe, like her grandmother made this uh, great thing called dressing. And I said, what is that? She goes, well, I'll send you the recipe. And I was like, one Slim Jim, uh, <laughs> two, two sleeves of Ritz crackers, half a Mountain Dew, you know? Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, this sounds just horrible. Yeah, mini marshmallows. Mini marshmallows. Uh, <laughs> um, keep drooling. Her grandfather was a funny guy. What did he do for a living? He made pallets. What was interesting about him, he said one thing to me and it fucking stuck in my head. You, tell how, you can tell the worth of a man by how straight his fence is. Because he was real stickler for fences. As a matter of fact, he only flew in a plane, I think, once. And it was the, the doctor. 9 <laughs> yeah. The doctor in their town could fly a plane, and he wanted to get up and see how straight his fences were. So they got in the plane. He was terrified, but he just wanted to see how from the top how straight his fences were. It sounds he like said a, if, uh, a forest comes situation. <laughs> he, he would stick. He, I remember him took, took, he took me to his fence, and he said, take a look. Get down. You should only see one pole. So you look down, you should only see one pole all the way down. I was like, the uh, I don't think you can have enough mayonnaise. No. Uh, that reminded me. So my grandfather came from Ireland, immigrant, wound up in the Bronx, dirt poor, all that. And then he became a construction worker. He was working on Rockefeller Center, actually. Really? Yep, when it was being built. And it was during the Depression, I believe. Anyway... So he, at one point, was outside, and I think he was cleaning windows, and my dad wanted to go into business, and he eventually did become a businessman. And uh, But early on when he was in college, he goes, i got to give you advice, because I'm looking in all the offices of these, you know, high-powered oh, upper offices. Wow, I love this. So he goes in, he goes, listen, first of all, you have to be incredibly neat. 
And I think they have they have zero clutter. And another thing I noticed is all their pencils are in a line. All of them like are in a line. There's some symmetry that's going on. So my dad found out all of those were unoccupied offices. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't rented out the top oh. floors yet. Oh. <laughs> my grandfather who worked for uh, the electric company in the Bronx, both, both, both our fathers grew up in the Bronx and knew each other. No. Yeah. And then as we got older, we realized that our sisters went to high school together. Are you serious? Yeah, we didn't until year, junior year in college. Yeah. yeah, so this was six years before we met, or four years before we met. Yeah. Our sisters were friends. And then uh, there was all these crazy coincidences. But anyway, so my grandfather, who's in the, oh, Jesus Christ. Fine, this fine, is fine, what fine, I like fine, about fine, making it's my like own fine. coleslaw. It's like a Have you guys ever movie. made your own coleslaw? It's like a bukkake shop. It's have you guys ever added coleslaw to mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have enough mayonnaise. And so he worked for the electric company, and he was like on the poles all day, 12-hour shifts. And then my mom brings her boyfriend home, who's my dad, mm -hmm. and he says, well, what do you do for a living? And he says, uh, I'm a radio announcer. And he goes, well, what, 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 kind, what kind of hours are you putting in? He goes, well, I have the uh, 12 to 4 shift. He goes, you're working four hours a day? He goes, well, you may come home hungry, but you'll never come home tired. <laughs> that would be cool if you could, if you could stumble upon a podcast from our, like our grandparents, just to... Like, because oh. I tried to do one with her grandfather, because he was he would tell he's a real good storyteller. Um, some of them were a little you know, dicey, but uh, the idea of him standing and talking and talking to a microphone was so foreign to him. It was almost like I was like, "Hey, man, let's go behind the shed and I'll suck your cock." Yeah, like he was so he's like. No, I yeah. speaking no microphone. Yeah. But I think That's Leanne when you're arrested. I think Leanne has video of her. So did you get him to do the podcast? No, I did it with my uncle too. My uncle's, uh, my dad's a little older, probably 80 now. I did one podcast with my uncle. My uncle, just, it was, uh, he, he just, he was like, when, is, when are we done with this? Like, let's hang yeah. out. And you're like, well, no, yeah. it, that's, this is the thing. But you interviewed my dad and did yeah. such a good, on your podcast, did such a good job. But uh, have you done other old, old people? Um, well, I did uh, Carl Reiner. That was my that's probably my favorite interview of all time. He was uh, he was just like so sharp. He remembered everything about fucking going going to war. You know, he he was on uh, on call in the Philippines, about to go to war the next morning. No, and the USO came came through their little island to do a show, and so. At the last minute, the guy who was the lead of this performance troupe was sick, and he knew a guy in the troupe. And the guy said to Carl Reiner, hey, do you want to jump in and perform tonight? No. So he does. He fucking kills. I bet. And the head of the USO said, we need you in the troupe. They got him in. The, they got him in. He didn't go to war, and his platoon got fucking wiped out the next week. Isn't that crazy? That is... Uh... That is fucking, I'm gonna let yeah. this marinade, it tastes really fucking good. He really wasn't good. listening. I was listening, I was listening. <laughs> no, I was thinking, well, as soon as you said it, I thought about um, people like uh, the guy who does Family Guy, who's supposed to be on 911 playing. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, Oh, yeah. He was, these are fucking good. He didn't get on the plane, but then he just goes, Well, I missed a lot of flights. Yeah. I was like, That's not how that works. Right. right. You gotta, the magnitude of it is fucking. Well, you know, Waylon Jennings was supposed to be on that helicopter mm -hmm. and I... went down with the big bopper. No, not the airplane. Oh, was it an airplane? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah airplane. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Big Bopper. Uh, we got the name wrong. We talked about it on Sunday papers. Richie Valens. Richie Valens. Richie, Richie Valens. Big Valance. Bopper. And uh, hello, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a Big Bopper. No, yeah, it's a Big Bopper. Richie Valens. And uh, there's another one. I think it was Ronnie Van Zandt. <laughs> That was the play that ended. I think it was John. I think it was John F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> JFK Jr. Yeah. Uh, we were. We John, John Denver. <laughs> John Denver. Okay. Not a bad way to go, right? Hammered. In a, in a, was he hammered? Oh, that's why he, that's why he died. Uh, yeah, 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 he had a big drinking problem. Had a big drinking problem. So we'd yeah. go hammered. I would go flying thing. in a second if I had a nice a sunset. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That's maybe the best thing I could possibly think of. Yeah. Is getting fucking lit. In a little plane, hot boxing it. And just, oh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, if I ever was like, oh wow, dementia is very. It's uh, I get it. It's obvious. Uh, I'm in and out. I have to make plans. I, it would be Buddy like, Holly. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Uh, Buddy, of course. Yeah, Buddy Holly had the had a, a, a cold. He was he was had a flu. Oh really? And so he was like, I'm, I can't get the bus. It's cold. It has no AC. And well, he's, oh. he's like, I'll live forever. No, the Waylon Jennings was a coin flip. And he was already on the plane. Oh. He was on the plane. Lost the coin flip and got off so uh, somebody else could get on. Cut a, cut a wire on the way out, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. Why does everyone need a VPN? Because every time you connect to an unencrypted network, cafes, hotels, airports, any hacker on the same network can gain access to your personal data, password, financial details, etc. It doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone. Just some cheap hardware is all it takes. A smart 12-year-old could do it. Your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal information on the dark web. Why use ExpressVPN? It has an encrypted tunnel that creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. Hackers can't steal your sensitive data that way. It's super secure and would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Easy to use, fire up the app and click one button to get protected. Works on all devices, phones, tablets, laptops, and more, so you can stay secure on the go. I'm telling you right now, if you are like me and you're on the road and you're constantly on your phone or your computer or your laptop or your, or your, your iPad, this is the only way you can ensure that you stay safe. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash burning. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash burning. And you can get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash burning. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Sometimes we go through the same problems that we feel like we went through earlier. And because we went through them earlier, we think, oh, we got this locked. And then it's different. And you're like, wait, why is it different? You're like, oh, it's different because things have changed in my life. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. And it's, in my opinion, it is way better to talk to a licensed therapist than it is a friend or a family member. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are to wherever you want to be. I love therapy. I, I'm a firm believer in it. Leanne believes in it. Our whole family believes in it. I think it keeps you healthy. I think it's, it's talking these things through with someone whose job it is to listen and help you figure it out. It's, it's, it's mandatory in my life. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, 
and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I only use online therapy. For me, it just makes more sense. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash burning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash burning. I think we're ready to sprinkle some cheese, more butter. Oh, these are looking great. They're not as as sexy as I want them to be, but I think I can punch them up. So one Instagram recipe uh, with the coleslaw made me think of uh, think of it. It's called uh, egg roll in a pan. Sounds like your type of thing. Hold on. You just put ground pork. I love when they do this. I love when they do this. I love that. One pan, one pan recipes, right? Of course. Big pan, ground pork, and then all the usual things you think, and then a lot of like Asian seasoning, if I'm allowed to say that, but you know, like toasted sesame oil, things like that, and then a whole bag of cabbage right in it, and it's so much better than it even sounds. It's great. Oh my God. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's literally a 10 minute dish. The the one I saw was sushi nachos. And so they were making, they were, they make, all like all, all the sushi in a pan, yeah, and then they give yourself a little seaweed and you scoop it up and and like take a bite with the seaweed. Nice. Looks so fucking good. Oh, I love that. It looks. Oh, I gotta cover this with cheese. These are the cheeses, Stace. Mm-hmm. Cover these with cheese. And parsley if you want. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do this. There you go, like a nacho. So that, yeah. so that they're so did you do anything for January or was it a dry or was it no. a no nut or one of the no. things that goes on? No, I did do no nut in January, but on accident. <laughs> does no nut, and this is an honest question, does no nut mean no uh, intercourse as well? I think so, yeah. Huh. Um, I did no intercourse January. I did no nut January, on, but I was on tour the whole January in, in Europe and I didn't have time to jerk off. I didn't have time to jerk off. And I, it's so funny. I did no nut 2022, so I... I I have a joke that I've been, I worked on forever that never makes sense because I don't think people understand it. I was celibate for so long that the first time I had sex with my wife, genuinely, it was awkward having someone else in the room when I had an orgasm. That's why you have to have a slumber party like Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna cheat on my wife for the first time. <laughs> that that night, night. Yeah. Save the day. <laughs> um, how long have you been divorced? Probably six or seven. I don't keep. Yeah, ish. Early is teens. It, how great is it being a divorced dad? The best, because I became so much more of a dad. Yeah. Right. I had to. So even when I had a, my dream, right, this sitcom where literally I slept in the office a few times and so did other people. Yeah. I. Had my kids weekdays every Monday, Tuesday. We, we I had fifty percent. I had them every Monday and Tuesday nights, and there was a rule. Everyone knew I had to get home to dinner on one night and get home before bed on the other night. How fucking! But like, but a lot of people were like, there was pressure to be like, we are fucking. We're not going to make this deadline. Like you know, sitcoms are insane, yeah. and so actually I don't. I've only been on one. But, well, they're totally insane, and especially the old model where you have 22 in a year, which never works. And anyway, the bottom line is, I just, they were immovable now rules because I, if if I were married, I would have never been home for either. Dude, I would have been a better divorced dad, I think, to my kids, because they would have expected less from me. 
Instead, they got less, and they expected all of it. But you would have expected more from yourself. Yeah. I think it's the quality of the time. Yeah. And I think also, like, because I've been on the road a lot for for my kids' whole lives. You are, you are, you, man, I I, I don't mean this, like, in a sappy way, but I actually look up to you as a dad because you have a great relationship with your wife. And the way you talk about your wife has, I, I wish I talked like that about Leanne Jen. Like, I wish I was like. Well, you do, do. I view the two of you as very similar in that way. Well, I love my wife and I love my wife, but I, when Greg talks about it, I, I've never seen Greg's wife, but the way he talks about her, I'm like, man. She's gotta be hot as fucking shit. He's he's sweet cans. He's dude. yeah, that he's that's, he, he's brought that up so much that it I'm helps. like I'm like God, man. It sweetens dude, the I pot. see you surfing in Hawaii. What about her? Get a yeah, picture of her, buddy. Yeah. Post that. Yeah. Um. But I was gonna say like, but I, they, well, thank you for saying that. But I also like I my kids were used to a certain type of dad that was not that was gone every other I guess weekend. My kids were too. Where's the coleslaw? The sauerkraut? They're behind you. But like I know that when you're around, you're 100 percent present, which most kids. Next to the right know, this, this back there. Yeah, I see it. Like um, I, I I got a friend who was around all the time, and he was never around. He was yeah. there, but he was distracted. Well, right. you know, you're on the road so much, so in a way, and same with you. Like my divorce forced me, the structure of it forced me to be more attentive and to be just a dad way more. And I think you guys have the same thing with like this career that takes you out of town and on the road. You are thinking more about when I get back, I'm doing this with my kids. I'm doing it like, and you're all in. And I think you guys actually had that. By the way, I only know one speed with a corned beef sandwich and that's tons of fucking meat. Yeah. Okay, yeah, New good, York good, style. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, yeah, with, goes with the mayo. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make two. Oh, okay. I'm gonna make okay, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to make two halves. This one gets the sauerkraut. This one gets the coleslaw, right? Which one gets the turkey? Turkey and col- turkey and coleslaw on this one. Yeah, and cheese. And, and cheese Russian and, and Russian dressing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put a little bit on here. Do you want to check the bread? I just had a random thought. Is the bread still down? No, there? no, 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 no. It's burning right here. Fuck. I need a bigger counter. We're building a kitchen for this. Where? In the other house? In the new house, yeah. Jesus. But anyway, but just to finish up on that, the other thing that you've shown your kids, which is invaluable, is how to get excited about life and do what you're good at. Yeah. And that you enjoy. And that's something a lot of parents, if you don't show your kids that, you've left a gaping hole in their development also. I, oh, yeah, sauerkraut goes in this one. I'll tell you what I have shown the girls is that, like, which I don't know if I'm comfortable with, is that you can go after a dream. Right. You can totally it's go after tough. a dream. Yeah. It's tough. But, it, and, but like, you should do what you like because then it doesn't feel as much like work. And it is a luxury, you know what I mean? But I, I still think that can happen. I don't feel... Like I'm ever working. Right. I'm ever, 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 ever. This doesn't look like work. <laughs> like you would have been fired. <laughs> it doesn't look For like work. For sure. That's how I feel, but it's because I'm literally never I working. Never feel like, I never feel like I'm working. <laughs> I mean, do you remember when we did the cabin and you? And this is one of my favorite moments ever is I've only done like, Small shit like podcasts and whatnot, and like some travel channel stuff. And we have roughly a million dollar per episode budget, and it's fucking trucks down the line, streets blocked off, cops, oh. different 
And I walk into the I walk into the circle where the horses would dance of the cabin that we're staying to do the cabin. And Gibbons is sitting there with a cup of coffee, just sitting by himself. And there, I mean, makeup. It, there's cam. It's so was, many fucking people. And he goes, <laughs> "What's up?" And he goes, "It's a little bigger than I thought it was gonna be." <laughs> <laughs> like, I was overwhelmed. You're the one in charge. You're the one in charge. I was over. Oh. I had. I was not kind of charge of the production part. And I was like, "This is usually not comedy friendly." Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. But that we got crew, so fucking lucky. That crew then felt small. Like it was a great crew. They Watch got, your thumb. Watch your thumb. Oh shit! It's in butter. Oh look at them. Oh, let's see if I can do this. Wow. Oh. Pull it off. Gentlemen, ladies, yeah. was that not fucking amazing? Yeah, that nice. Was that not fucking amazing? I almost... We got this as our side. We're grilling up these sandwiches right now. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue I didn't put enough juice in it, but the juice, I'm going to put it in a little separate side so you can pour it on yourself. I'm um, starting to think we're not calling Uber Eats. <laughs> it just occurred to me. Although you might have to call Uber to drive home. I know. I'm trying to melt the cheese right now. That's my real key. We're going back over this way. Back over. Oh, I have it all below. You might put under... a pan, a weighted pan on top of it if you want. Uh, oh, no. Do a panini. Oh my God, this is going to be. Oh, it looks great. This is going to be good. I'm going to. Thirds, thirds. With Kevin so, Neal. Do we go thirds? Yeah. Right. Why don't you cut it into quads, like four? Four? Yeah, that would Okay. Be. Sounds like someone's trying to get some food out oh, of this. Oh, boy. No, well, she's thinking for beauty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think halves are going to be pretty tough just by themselves. Okay. I think it needs more mayo. <laughs> <laughs> As it slides I've off the bread. I've never seen mayo boil. <laughs> You got to get some wrist into it. Langer situation. Yeah. Oh. oh my God. So I was just in New York and I stayed in the Ludlow Hotel. It That street is crazy, but Katz's is still on the corner. This is what's reminding me of it. Katz's now has a line before it opens around the block and they say it's an Instagram thing. There's like a, there's like a corned beef egg roll or deep fried. They, they, something went big on Instagram and has created Thank lines you. around the block for Katz's Deli. Jesus. Here, take this. Really? Re-sauce re if you need. Yeah, um, I'm gonna put a little here. I might, I might put a little. I, I, I went light because I overdo it. All wow, the, I this overdo smells everything. amazing. This smells fucking phenomenal. Oh my God. Yeah. This is, should we all taste the, here, pass me the sauce. I'm going to oversauce a Let's little bit. Let's do the pastrami we'll first. Do the, yeah. the corned beef. Yeah. It has to be okay, take a look at that. You want to take a look at that? Ooh. Has there okay. ever been a show where you didn't make it to the food? Mm, no. Wow. We've I've cooked really bad food though. Mmm. Is it a compliment wow. to say it's way better than I thought it would be? Wow. Wow. Well, that was really good. No. I'm really surprised. The last time I did this show, I threw up at the end. Mmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it really Alfred Rose? Me and, me and uh, no, Beth Stelling. Mm. <laughs> we made some kind of wow. Taco Bell food. Oh my God. It's really fucking good. It's really good. Damn. 
I wonder how hot they're going to be. Not that bad. Not that bad. It was a good call. Pulling them out and letting them rest. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is great. They really use, good. They could use more salt. I don't think I put salt. That's sugar. Mmm. Wow. Oh. Can we try the Rachel? The Rachel's going to be the roll of the dice. So it's got a lot of mayonnaise in it. Like most Rachels. And it's called, it's Rachel as opposed to the Reuben, I guess. Ross and Rachel. <laughs> mm. Wow, that turkey is tender. Holy oh, shit. That's a really good turkey. That's the first thing that jumps out of me. Mmm. 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 That's the surprise of the night. Do we know where the Rachel started? Do they have like a famous uh, deli? Joe, Reuben Pascal invented the Reuben in, I think it was Columbus, Ohio. His wife, Rachel, was notoriously allergic to corned beef. So they started making it with pastrami. If you were making this up, it would be the greatest thing ever. No, I'm not. I just read it. Okay. I mean, it was pastrami, which turns out a lot of the same ingredients in pastrami and in corned beef, a lot of the same seasonings. She has a reaction to that, almost dies. In, in the hospital, she's telling the doctor, my husband, oh, by the way, Ruben Moscow, huge alcoholic, huge alcoholic. In the hospital, he says, honey, I'm so sorry. I'll quit drinking. I'm going cold turkey. She goes, make it with turkey. Oh. Yeah. I did make it up. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> Lying is so much fun. Can I tell you, have you ever run into a legit con artist in your life? Oh, yeah. I don't think I have. Freshman year of college. You have to edit his name out. I'm sure he's changed it by now. Man, he worked all of us. Was he registered at the school? He was not registered as a student. He did not have a dorm room. And we just bought it. We were like, he was, yeah, he said he lived over at a, like a different hall, but he just wanted to hang out with us. So this guy's came. the one talking about scamming the university. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Live with us. And we went home with him to Miami and his story started to fall apart. Like it just started to like, pieces didn't match. And, and like my one buddy, my one buddy who was like my best friend was on to him and fucking called him out. And I wanted to give the guy a chance. I just, I just wanted to believe him. His stories were so good. Mm. Was, he, he said he spoke uh, Portuguese. And I remember we ran into, randomly ran into a Portuguese woman. And we're like, John, you speak Portuguese? Talk to her. And he's like, mm -hmm. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Different dialect. Yeah, different dialect. Portuguese is a good lie. You're not going to pick Spanish. Yeah. I felt bad for him. He had my shoes. We had, uh, remember Bass used to make those uh, high top, like Bass uh, shoes that were like, they had like a top sider and then they had a high top top sider. So I don't, you may not remember, but he had mine. And my buddy Hartley was like, yo, we're done with you. We don't want to be your friend. You're a fucking liar. You, and, and 
his thing was his, his, his always a grift about money. He's like, when I have money, man, I'll, buy, I'll pay for everything. But if I don't have money, then you guys pay for everything. And we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we paid for a lot of shit, and then Harley ended up paying for a lot of his shit. And then Harley ended up was like, hey, man, we're done with you. Uh, you're a liar. You're a thief. And you still have Bert's shoes. You need to return them, and we don't ever want to speak to you again. And he dropped my shoes off in a brown paper bag in front of my door, and I happened to open the door. It was the last time I saw him. And he goes, I'm sorry. And I was like, that's okay. And he goes, I didn't mean to like, I didn't mean for it to get this way. And he was like, I, I really like you guys and I wish we could be friends. And I was like, why wouldn't you just tell us the truth about who, we didn't, like he just, it was like so many special things. Yeah. And like, and so I never saw the guy again. Never saw the guy, and I've looked for him. I've looked for him on Facebook. Looked for him and two other people. Kind of Seth Drucker and him. Uh, <laughs> I looked for all the time. And this other girl, I did this girl in New York when I was a young comic. She was so fucking awesome. I mean, I just want to see what if her life panned out. Mm. I want to see if her life panned out. Italian chick. I never dated an Italian chick before. Didn't have sex with her at all. But And you can't find her. I don't remember her name. That's a hard part. That makes it Can challenge. you find any women you've had sex with? I can find all of them. You want to see them? Yeah. <laughs> I got, we have a chat thread. <laughs> there was a comic in Boston who was a scam artist. And he he basically... He gambled, lost, owed money to the mob, and a uh, a state trooper had died. And so he threw a benefit for the state trooper. He he was talked to the widow, worked with the widow. She was a waitress at the comedy club. Yeah. And he goes, "We're going to throw a benefit for you to help you and your kid." Yeah. And we're going to sell T-shirts. So uh, I'm going to need I'm going to need five thousand dollars to buy all the T-shirts. Oh my god. And then he fucking skips town with the widow's money and moves to Vegas, where he started. There was an article about him. Rogan knew him really well, too. And there was an article in the paper that the casino he was working at, he had scammed all the, all the employees, borrowed money, all this stuff. Got run out of Vegas. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, this has been 25 years he's been getting away with this. There's no more scam artists. Your story either checks out or it doesn't check out. Yeah. It's the, it, I mean, the internet. You, yeah. you, your story either checks out or doesn't check right. out. Who do you know? I go to your Instagram, I'll find out if we have mutual friends. Hey, do you know mm -hmm. this guy? You could do that back in the day. We had a, we had a teacher, a, a Jesuit, who was a scam artist, a uh, uh, con man. He didn't even have a degree and he taught us English. <laughs> really? And he was racist as fuck. And it was, and by the way, I checked out. Yeah, that, that, and it was during the time when it was like, he would say, Tell me in this sentence where the preposition is. Richie Alonzo, a Puerto Rican, stole a car the other day. And I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I'm not even fucking joking. If there was, there's, Brian Callahan could do a better one. There are dudes at Jesuit that remember this guy. Uh, he would do that to like uh, Andrew Stahl, a Jew who killed Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, I mean, those are, the, those are those guys, those are their real names. Those are their real fucking names. Those were their real fucking names. He was the same guy that he goes, I remember he said, someone was standing in front of him and he goes, you're drinking muddy water. And they go, what? He goes, you're drinking muddy water. I can't see through you, motherfucker. You're drinking muddy water. And and I've, to this day, I always say to someone standing in front of me, I go, you're drinking muddy water. Uh -huh. Sidebar. Sidebar. Well, I'll tell you later. Oh. Yeah. Well, you should have a follow-up podcast called I'll Tell You Later, 
that's a Patreon that's a thousand dollars to listen to. Not a bad idea. And it ruins all our careers. You know, we're kind of it's kind of the story you would tell, but we pull we're pulling kind of a vert for old guys anyway. But we're going to Tulsa. Springsteen's playing there in two weeks. We've rented two Airbnbs, and we're hitting Tulsa. We got friends hard. flying in from all over the country. Fuck yes. yes. Utah, Georgia, uh, Northern California. Atlanta. Yeah, everywhere. Wyoming. For real. Tulsa's amazing. And the I best love- part is tickets for Springsteen in LA are like $1,200. Tulsa, 26. Are you- like, <laughs> they're fucking giving them away. Dude, I, I, that sounds fucking it's awesome. It's going to be great. I love eventizing life. Yes. I love making life a, That's like, why I a thought party. Of you, yeah. Like having it yeah. set up to go like, oh, I can't wait for this weekend. I can't right. wait for this. I can't wait. Like it. I, I find it so boring when like like Leanne will be like, you want to watch The Crown tonight? And I'll be like, no. I want to fucking roll the dice. I want to watch a dog fight. I want to watch something like real. I want to see... <laughs> I want to see, I want to see a little person fight a fucking large person and win, or a dog. Yeah, yeah, or a yeah. dog, or a fucking couple dogs. Brad Williams is terrified of my dogs. Dude, when I was in Tampa at the Tampa Improv one night, and I am not making this up, and people remind me of it every time I go back to Tampa. These people come to my show, and they were like, "I was there that night on stage, late show Friday. Two dwarves got into a fist fight in the middle of the showroom and got." thrown out the side door. Are you? Yes! Onto big mats. <laughs> remember when that was a thing? First helmets? Yeah, 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 I remember right. that was, I remember hearing in Tampa, I think it was Ron Bennington, like, hey, looking for something fun to do on a Friday night? We got midget tossing. <laughs> it was a legit, you know that, Stacey, right? Yeah, it was a really Is it legit. illegal everywhere? Midget tossing? Yeah. I think so. Well, the phrase, for sure. But I'm just talking about the tossing of little... <coughs> I think so. I, don't, I, I mean, think I don't you know. can still contract it privately. I bet you can do it privately. You know, you can, you know, if you if you want to have sex with a porn star, all you got to do is give her like $1,000 and then put a camera up. Right. Right. It's a little walk workaround around prostitution, I think. Yeah. yeah. I remember I saw stand-up really early on. Like, if anyone ever walked in and just yell, cut. Yeah. I'm going to do that to my wife when we have sex tonight. She's going to be like, was there cameras rolling? <laughs> that would be funny to have sex with your wife and just go, hang on, no, look this way a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, what are you doing? Nothing, nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Dude, let's, let's both here? do that to our wives. Let's both hide cameras and videotape our wives oh, I would be, and not tell Leanne them. Leanne will not show me her boobs on FaceTime. Leanne has a zero tits body on camera zero she has no like does anyone have that she has never done it will never do it you send her dick pics i send everyone dick pics right (laughs) but would she she be horrified or is she just like burping burping well i do funny dick pics like i do i've never sent like a solid dick pic i always do like like i do my dick my dick as a shadow (laughs) oh yeah Or, or i or i photoshop my dick a lot yeah. I Photoshop. I Photoshop my Eiffel dick. Tower. So no, 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 no. We uh, no, 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 no. Here I'll show you. I uh, uh, do we have? To? I got a, it's a good I one. Just age. Well, oh, that's right. I guess if you don't consent, I can't show you my dick. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Weird how things have changed. I thought <laughs> I signed away everything, but all right. We had uh, Adriana Chechik on the Birdcast or on uh, Two Bears One Cave. Yeah. It's coming out. You know who Adriana Chechik is. Yeah, I know, I know her work. Yeah, and so. I, I, but the joke is nice. I mean, joke, but I wanted to start an OnlyFans. I want to start an OnlyFans and do like tasteful nudes, and uh, and post them. God damn it, my fucking 
vision is so bad and post them. And I said, do you think I could post these pictures and people would like them? And she was like, I don't know. Like, let me see. And I go like tasteful nudes. I go like, all right, hang on. Do you guys can decide to look at my dad? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. No, yeah, you got right. to say I I've already seen it a bazillion times yeah, at the cabin. We have to say I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. I want to see, see, see your dad. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. It's the Lucy kick boss. So, uh, <laughs> so I go, do you think that this would be like a tasteful pick to put up? <laughs> and she, she's dead serious. She's dead serious. And she goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, wow. And. Tom is sitting behind her and he's and he's such a cunt. He goes, Are you gonna tell her? And I go, What? And he goes, Do you want me to tell her, Amaya? And I go, What? She goes, Is it photoshopped? And I go, Of course it's photoshopped. She goes, Oh. And I was like, You couldn't have given me that? Her to think I just have some fucking bowling ball of a cock that looks, looks like, like you slammed it in a door. <laughs> looks like I've been stung by bees. And so, and she, and, and then I was like, Yeah. We were like, Hold on, my sack is that big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he fucking took my thunder away, and I was like, uh, I was like, Yeah, because Tom and I have the exact same dick. Do you guys have the exact same dick? No, this guy apparently, we've never, but this guy apparently is packed. We're Irish, so we're going to look at each other's dicks, but I have a big dick. It's been a great episode of Something's Burning. I want to thank my guests. Check out Greg's special. It's going to be on Moment House. And then, nice. Mike, what do you got? Anything? Sunday Papers, Sunday I guess. Papers. Tune in to Sunday Papers and go watch, find on YouTube, Brody Stevens. Yeah. I'll promote that. Yep. Why nice. not? Awesome. I love you guys. I love you guys. This is amazing. My fucking favorites. Thanks, Cheers. Hey, Cheers. To, Cheers. To when you fall off the wagon. Yeah, I can't wait. Yes. Save the date. Nine more years. Something's Burning. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.